welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Sunday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by Two Rivers Ford. You know that they're the best in the business. You know that they have been at the SEC tournament all weekend. I was talking to John Barker. He was at the SEC tournament. A lot of the people that work with this show were at the SEC tournament this weekend. Hell, I was at the SEC tournament this weekend. But Two Rivers Ford is involved with the community, involved with great customer service for nearly five decades here in Middle Tennessee. Do uh, do yourself a favor. Go to Mount Julian, pay them, a, pay them a visit, or do your car shopping online at Two Rivers Ford. Com. If you're not if you're not using the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you're losing money. If you're not using the promo code A to Z Sports, you're just flat out using money. Jack Gentry is six and zero. Oh. You need to download download the the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. You need to plug in the promo code A to Z Sports. You need to go get this bag that's out there waiting for you. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, using the promo code. A2Z Sports. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Titans, who are getting ready to have some new free agents. So Gary will be helping them find a home. He's the official real estate agent of the Preds too, but you know, the Preds are they're trying to ship some people out of town. Anyway, GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress, or if you're looking to sell, sell for more with the Ashton team. And of course, Brimac Mechanical, Chris Hamby was also at the SEC tournament this weekend, providing, uh, you know, satisfaction guaranteed uh, to whomever was in the suite with him, uh, HVAC needs, I'm sure. Brymac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K. Brymac is where you go. Their main location out in Clarksville, three locations across the mid-state and in Kentucky, courtesy of Brymac Mechanical. Okay, so uh, I have a bad feeling about Titans free agency, says Josh Medina. Seems like we will be disappointed for the most part. Josh, don't get caught up in that tonight. Tonight we're talking basketball. Uh, so I'm going to say Michigan State gets hot, says Lewis, and goes to the final four. Well, you, I'm sure all of you are, are making your brackets. Blake Edwards asked, is John Falkerson in or out? I saw that he went back to Knoxville today, today or yesterday, to go have a procedure on his face fracture. He just that vicious elbow by Omar Payne against Florida knocked him out for the, the semifinal against Alabama. It's unfortunate because they really could have used his help. But I do not know, and I don't think they know at this point, whether John Fulkerson will play in the NCAAs. Now, you'll hear from Rick Bonds, uh, Rick Barnes. You'll hear from Eve Pons. I combined their two last names. Rick Barnes and Eve Pons. You will hear from them tonight. You will also hear about the biggest snubs. But the first question that I have for you here on the primetime show, the Two Rivers Ford take. Do you feel better or worse about the Vols basketball team after seeing what they did in the NCAA tournament? Because there was mixed emotions, right? The game against Alabama, it ended very, very unfortunately. Two missed free throws, a terrible uh, last, last play drawn up to take that shot from three where Everybody just kind of looked disorganized, but against Florida, they were largely dominant. Alabama, they really held their own better than I expected them to. I, I have to give Tennessee more credit than I initially did. But at this point, uh, don't forget it's MSU presented by Rocket Mortgage now says, oh, okay, yeah, that's just the, <laughs> that's a, that's a joke that I know Joe Rex wrote, had a great deal of fun with on social media this week. But now I want to know from you guys, your two rivers Ford take, do you feel better or worse about the Vols 
after the SEC tournament. Uh, Puka says, yeah, I do mean SEC. Forgive me if I said NCAA. Roll Tide Roll, says Charles Heron. He's a Alabama basketball, it seems, fan. Alabama just refusing to leave any of the sports uh, to anybody. A fantastic SEC championship game today between Alabama and LSU. If you didn't catch it, it was very, very fun to watch. LSU is a great time. I'm really looking forward to see all of these SEC teams in the tournament. But now the question becomes, do you feel better or worse about Tennessee? Because I think there's a lot of there are a lot of things, as Puka points out, depending on John Falkerson. I think that you saw some of the things that make you feel really, really confident about Tennessee in both the Florida and even now the Alabama game, even though they collapsed in the final minutes and really seconds. Old Vol says, I hated it for LSU. I know it was uh it was really, really I mean, but it was a great game. So I can't even be I can't even criticize the results, even though it did it did look like LSU got robbed a little bit to a degree, Alabama winning today. But Tennessee, you saw a more a more consistent, the like we saw against Florida a couple of days ago, about a week, a week ago today. Uh, you saw a more consistent Victor Bailey Jr. You saw the freshman really, really step up. Keon and Springer were great against uh, Alabama and Florida in the SEC tournament here in Nashville. But I feel that there is, you know, there is cause for concern without John Fulkerson. So the question becomes, do you feel better or worse? Your Two Rivers Ford take. You'll hear from Rick Barnes here in a second, and then I'll give you my answer right after I tell you about the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. What you need to be doing is you need to be going to Mount Julie. Even if you could be like me and you're not necessarily a people person, but that's fine. They'll make you feel at home. They'll make you feel like family, and they'll do it from a safe and social distance, of course. The vehicles, you have to go check them out in person. The electric Mach-E Mustang, I saw it in rotation with some of the rideshare services that were being used around this uh, around te- or around Nashville this weekend. I didn't go anywhere, but I saw them out on the streets. I saw them in my neighborhood. They're incredibly sleek cars. They're beautiful, and they're plugged into the future, just like the Ford Bronco Sport, just like the new F-150. You're missing out if you're not going to pay them a visit in Mount Juliet or at least doing some uh, some window shopping online at tworiversford.com, the best in the business. So do you feel better or worse about Tennessee? Uh, Stacy feels better. Karen O'Keefe agrees. Sean does as well, all of them on Facebook. Old Vol says, I hope Bama gets cut before the Sweet 16. Oh, Bama gets cut before the Sweet 16. And no, that wasn't a misspelling. Jeff Sawyer says, if we beat Oregon State, then we got Oklahoma State. <clears throat> Excuse me. It will be a tough game. Yes. Uh, for And I probably should have mentioned that off the top. We knew Tennessee was going to be in the, NC, the, in the NCAA tournament. The brackets were released tonight. They are the five seed. They're playing the 12. Oregon State, they should be the superior team in that matchup. Uh, just, you know, based on, based on the metrics. I looked at the net rating. I looked at Ken Palm. Oregon State's at 85. In Ken Palm, Tennessee is, tw- Ken Palm, Tennessee is 21. There really aren't terribly close. Kenston, we're not talking NFL tonight. We're talking college basketball. Stick with the program here. Uh, if we uh, if we beat Oregon uh, State, says Jeff Sawyer, we got Oklahoma State, as he mentioned. It'll be a tough game. Damn, Memphis didn't make the tournament. Save that for snubs, because we'll talk about that up next, even though I think Memphis was really languishing this year. Do you feel better or worse about Tennessee, though, heading into the NCAA tournament after watching them against Bama and Florida? Because Rick Barnes, after the loss, still finds still found some positivity 
to, to take away from his team's performance. I, I am. I just told him that. I said, hey, man, I'm not going to let you guys put your head down. I've been doing this too long, and I've had teams that have lost in the semifinals and have gone and made great runs, and and uh, Kim Ingles talked about the same thing. I mean, hey, yeah, we want to win this. I, I've said it coming in this week. You want to be a champion. I don't care if it's a regular season, conference tournament champion, you want to be a champion. But the one you really want to be every year is in the big fight for the big one. That's I said that when I walked on this campus six years ago. I said it my entire career. We want to be a team that's in 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 the in this tournament every year. And I've seen enough in my lifetime, more than these guys have known, but I've seen teams get it and go. And I like where our team is right now. And I'm not afraid to play whoever it is we got to play because I know what this team's going to do. They're going to play their hearts out. And they're gonna they're gonna go at it, and that's all we can expect from them. Do you feel better or worse about Tennessee? Rick Barnes is excited, and frankly, so am I. I really thought that Tennessee, it's the rare time when Tennessee got better or when any team gets better despite losing in the semifinals. Because Alabama, they could have easily beat Alabama. Maybe not, I shouldn't say easily. This Alabama is a really great team. Javon Quinterly is fantastic. Herb Jones, SEC Player of the Year. Like these are no slouches by any stretch of the imagination. And if you have foul ups, little miscues throughout the course of a game, like Tennessee did, you're going to lose to a team like that. And it showed. But the best part of it is, is that they are still in comfortable position in their Midwest NCAA bracket seeding. They play a game in the first round against a team that they're far superior than against Oregon State. I think that, I don't know if it's Rick Barnes's year, Old Vol, because I think, again, I got I know Fulkerson has not been a huge impact player in the last month and a half, but I really do think he provides something that they desperately need, that the rest of the players on that team in that rotation do not have, which is the ability, the, obviously the ability to rebound consistently and get points in the paint. I think that Tennessee, I feel better about them after the SEC tournament, but that I am concerned about the John Fulkerson injury, not knowing if he will be able to participate in the NCAAs. Of course, he got that face fracture against Florida. Omar Payne, I, I, I know he said he was apologetic. I know Fulkerson tweeted out something very nice about the exchange the two of them had after he got the, the bow to the dome which, I mean, that bruise looks so bad. They kept showing him on the uh, on the ESPN broadcast on Saturday and just, like, slumping his head. You could tell he was – I mean, maybe he's not ducking the cameras necessarily because I don't know how often – you know, I don't know if Fulkerson pays attention to that. But as soon as he looked up, I mean, that knot on his eye is so bad. Just a brutal, brutal uh, thing to have happen to a guy uh, to a guy who you really hoped was going to be able to participate in this uh, in this tournament. And we will, it remains to be seen. But I still do feel better about what I saw from Eve Ponds, about what I saw from the freshman, about what I saw from Victor Bailey Jr. I really think they've got a lot of good pieces, a well rounded team, if everything is functioning properly. They responded to pressure outside of the two missed field goals at the end of the game. And then they looked a bit, Springer took a terrible shot at the end of the game that cost him points, cost him a possession. It was a wasted possession. They started to lose the turnover battle against Alabama. The final shot by Victor Bailey Jr., the Dick Vitale, he acted like it went in. And I guess I could understand from Dickie V's vantage point why he thought that, but it was just a disorganized play uh, at the end of that game in Tennessee's last possession 
and Alabama is just too good to let things like that slide at the end of a basketball game. But I do feel better about Tennessee right now, and if you and if you did not catch what Rick Barnes said earlier, uh, it is worth hearing. We will play for you that again here in just a second. Do you feel better or worse about Tennessee's performance after the NCAA tournament heading into SEC play? That's the question the Two, River, the two Rivers for take. We're asking you guys here on a Sunday night. While you guys respond, I will tell you quickly about the fine folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the best in the business, GaryAshton.com. That is who you know that you need to go with when you are in the real estate. And you are if you are looking to buy real estate, if you're looking to sell real estate, whatever your real estate needs, Gary Ashton is the official real estate agent of all your favorite sports teams and your favorite sports streaming show. They will make sure that you get exactly what you need, exactly what you desire through the uh, through the process of the home buying experience. It can stress you out. I am, I will testify to that because it stressed me the hell out. So you need people that you can trust. You can trust the Ashton team to help find you your dream address without the stress, or if you are in the market to sell your home, sell for more with Gary Ashton. Uh, Prosper Pine says, do I have COVID? No, I haven't had COVID. Uh, I had COVID in August. Um, no, no. Uh, and I get tested still probably, I get tested monthly just cause I'm a freak about that. And I want to know, you know, what's going on and what I can do and whether I'm safe to be around people. Um, just, you know, I'm a little bit of a, what, what's the word? What's the, uh, what's the word when you obsess about your health? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, there's a there's some kind of there's some kind of term when I when you obsess about your health unnecessarily and it's not you know it's it's good to be cautious during during the time of the Rona but I think that I'm probably I lean on the over cautious side of things but no uh, no sign of uh, no sign of the Rona since I had it in August. Buka says got my first vaccine shot today. Congratulations! I hope you are well on the way uh, to getting hypochondriac. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. But yes, I'm a hypochondriac, so I go get tested monthly. Um, Ronnie Sneed says I'm health con, uh, conscious. Yeah. Uh, hypochondriac is probably the, probably the way to describe it. Now the Rona, you know, we're all, we're all a little shook up, but it's okay. What the question being, what do you feel about the situation? Do you feel better or worse about Tennessee heading into the NCAA play? As I mentioned to you, if you guys didn't miss it, cause I see a bunch of new people just filed in. This is what Rick Barnes had to say after the loss to Alabama. He's excited. And I don't know how many people would echo those sentiments after a loss if there wasn't true growth from their team. I, I am. I just told him that. I said, hey, man, I'm not going to let you guys put your head down. I've been doing this too long. And I've had teams that have lost in the semifinals and have gone and made great runs. And and uh, Kim Ingham's talked about the same thing. I mean, hey, yeah, we want to win this. I, I've said it coming in this week. You want to be a champion. I don't care if it's a regular season, conference tournament champion. You want to be a champion. But the one you really want to be – Every year is in the big fight for the big one. That's I said that when I walked on this campus six years ago. I said it my entire career. We want to be a team that's in 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 the in this tournament every year. And I've seen enough in my lifetime, more than these guys have known, but I've seen teams get it and go. And I like where our team is right now. And I'm not afraid to play whoever it is we've got to play because I know what this team's going to do. They're going to play their hearts out and they're gonna they're gonna go at it. And that's all we can expect from them. So that's all that you can be that all that's all that can be expected. And that's that's how you should legitimately approach this tournament. Because I think I think Tennessee's gonna be fine against Oregon State. Oklahoma State is a really good basketball team. 
and that's who they would face if they advance. But at this point, feel confident in what you have from Tennessee. I know offensively they're shaky. I know that changes if John Fulkerson's there to rebound both offensively and defensively. I really like their shot selection outside of Jaden uh, Jaden Springer's shot at the end of that game. It just I, I hate I hate the mid range jumpers. He's so good at them, but he looked rushed. It was a terrible shot um, that I was pretty critical of, and I try not to be too critical of college athletes. But the situation stands. There are good things about this Tennessee basketball team. They're well-rounded. They play elite-level defense when they are motivated to. And the offense you worry about probably more than anything. But I think at least to make a a little bit of an impact, I don't know how far they're going to go. I think it's all but set in stone that Gonzaga is going to win this thing uh, to be the first undefeated team to win the championship since my Indiana Hoosiers long, probably what, 50, 40 years before I was born in 76, at least almost 40 years before I was born in 76. I was born. Wait, no, I got the math wrong. Anyway, it's been at least 25 years since I have seen, since I've been alive and Indiana has won a championship. So let me not do math on air in a way that would embarrass myself. But the point being, I think Tennessee has a little something. I don't know how far they will make it, but I think that you can feel confident at least coming off what you saw in SEC tournament play. But let's start. Let's uh, let's start with uh, let's start uh, with the uh, snubs that were announced in the March Madness tournament. Now, a lot of people, you know, the the bracketologists. It's really only uh, uh, Lunardi, and uh, it's really only Lunardi, Joey Brackets, and uh, oh, I forget the guy from CBS Sports, but you know who I'm talking about. What I will say to you is that there were snubs aplenty, especially one here locally, and I want to know from you guys. You're on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. You guys are everywhere. Who was the biggest snub in the NCAA tournament uh, when the brackets were announced earlier this evening? Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV who you felt was the most snubbed given that Tennessee got in. Uh, Thank God Kentucky and Duke didn't get in. I would have lost my mind if they would have found a way to put those two in because it would have just been for television ratings. Now, if something happens with one of the teams, I'm, I know there are protocols in place with COVID to make sure that there can be replacement teams and there can, you know, the NCAA tournament can roll along. Jerry Palm. Thank you, Jeff Rubel. I blanked on Jerry Palm's name from CBS Sports. Um, but I want to know who you felt was the biggest snub here on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. While you guys do that, I will remind you quickly about the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. March biggest tournament is finally here. We are rolling. We are ready for the NCAAs. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog, win $256 if they win. Just that simple. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256, all it takes is a $4 bet. Download the, the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Do it while I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm threatening you. Do it while I'm talking to you or else. And then use the promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. Code A to Z Sports to turn 4 into $256 for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
You must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and you want help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So the question becomes, who was the biggest snub? Barstool Belmont sells Belmont. Understandably so. They might be biased. No way we could beat those refs. SMH, the calls were awful. Very one-sided, says Derek. Talking about the balls against Alabama. Yeah, that was a tough way to go. John Bertotti says Belmont has to be way up there. They are a solid team that could have done real damage this year. El Boogie 808 says wanted Memphis in, but I know they didn't have the wins. Well, Belmont had the wins. And really, Belmont's the only answer, the only right answer. I know Wichita State, there are some people making the argument for them. Stacy says the Memphis Tigers as well, but the only answer is Belmont. 26 wins should absolutely get you into the NCAA tournament. I understand what the knocks against Belmont are. I understand that the situation allowed the allowed the selection committee to push them out without much bother from except from the local fan base and from people who are paying attention to Tennessee sports. But very rarely do I say good for Dick Vitale. And it's nothing personal against Dick Vitale. I just feel very, very strongly about him on college basketball broadcast. It's it's just a personal thing. I think Dickie V has been he's he's an icon in the sport that I love the most, and I respect the hell out of him for it. But when it comes to on the games, he bothers me. He just bothers me. Except when he knows what he's talking about as it relates to teams that should have gotten in. Belmont, according to Dick Vitale and many others, many 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 people are saying, as a former president would say, many many people are saying that Belmont should have got in. And my gripe is this, 26 wins. They had as many wins as anybody in the tournament. We're talking about Belmont. I thought Belmont should have been in this tournament, and I don't know why they weren't other than the fact that we said, well, who do they play? Well, who do they play? They don't get a chance to get all those quad one wins as some of these teams do. But 26 and four, they deserve to be in. That's my only gripe. And I'll simply say this, I'm just excited. So that's Dick Vitale tonight on the Bracketology Show, praising Belmont, singing the praises of Belmont, rightfully so. 26 wins should get you into the tournament. It's infuriating, and much less to not even make the NIT. That's offensive. Memphis, as Ronnie Sneed points out, at least our Tigers made the NIT. Rather have Belmont than Old Miss and Wichita State, says El Boogie 808. Coach Payton says, Belmont, stupid, you have to win your conference to get in, but the selection committee... Our experts, apparently, a nightmare, says Barstool Belmont. I understand. You should be upset. You should be furious because you should absolutely, you absolutely deserve a piece of this tournament, tournament and much less to not make the NIT. It's just, it's it's an insult. It's nothing, It, I mean, it is as plain and obvious an insult to the integrity of college basketball as anything that there was. The only thing that would have been more offensive to me is if somehow Duke or Kentucky would have found their way into this year's NCAAs. And I understand that it's going to be just brutal for television purposes because those are the two biggest and baddest fan bases when it comes to consuming this sport. But it would have been completely unjust, almost as unjust as Belmont not getting in this year. Completely and totally ridiculous. Belmont being the biggest March Madness snub. Ronnie Steed said that's messed up. They didn't even make the NIT. I'm saying. Don't know how you explain to those kids winning 26 games doesn't even get you an NIT. I mean, it... 
it's tough, right? When you when you are as excellent as Belmont was all year long, like the best thing that you can say is that there are no seniors on this Belmont team, so at least nobody is getting robbed that way in a way that I think would have been it would have been truly heartbreaking. Now this is this is still heartbreaking to a degree, but at least this Belmont team, the players on this Belmont team will have the opportunity to make another run at this thing and and to try and win their conference. Um, but the situation with Belmont is still, you know, I, who how, that's not going to make any of those any of those kids feel better about the situation. Well, at least you're not seniors, and at least it doesn't hurt as bad because this would be your last season. It's it's just it's simply not right. The place that Belmont finds themselves in, the selection committee should frankly be ashamed of themselves for uh, for letting some of the teams in that they did. Ole Miss, I love Kermit Davis. I think he's done a great job. I would have rather had Belmont. Um, without question, Wichita State, I think, is a good story given everything that went on there in the uh, in the off season or leading up to this season with Greg Marshall uh, apparently being, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the exact details, but Greg Marshall got in some serious trouble, and I think it had stuff to do with race. So I want to be, uh, I want to be, but I don't want to, you know, accuse inaccurately because I don't have the facts in front of me. Long story short, I would have rather seen Belmont. It's just as good a story as either of those other two teams. Barstool, uh, Barstool Belmont says Mississippi State. Yeah, Mississippi State, I don't get that one at all. I just, I simply don't. And I thought the SEC was really strong this year, but that is not something that I, I found acceptable. I was expecting Duke to get in after it was announced that they would be eligible to be selected into the NCAA tournament. I know, we all did. Um, and, you know, there's still time if a team drops out due to COVID. I think something could really, really blow up in their face. But anyway, Belmont being the biggest snub here on A to Z Sports Prime time. Let's do the Tennessee heating and cooling heat check. Let's feel better about ourselves. Let us celebrate somebody who got hot in sports. You guys know how this work. You get works. You give me who got hot. You give me who cooled off in sports this weekend. Let me know your Tennessee heating and cooling heat check in the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. We will discuss together. I will share with you my selection. And I feel like it's going to make you feel a little better if you're a Tennessee sports fan, not just a Tennessee basketball fan, but just a Tennessee sports fan in general. Who got hot? Who cooled off in sports this weekend? While you guys do that, I'll tell you about Tennessee Heating and Cooling's parent company, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. I was supposed to go out to Clarksville to their main headquarters on Friday. The weather did not permit me to do so. We will be making an appearance out there this week. Brymac Mechanical promise you satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. And when they say all, they mean all because they don't just do residential. They do commercial as well. They can improve your air quality. They want to make sure that you are in your comfort zone as the seasons begin to change. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Who got hot? Who cooled off in sports this week? Michigan State will make a major run, says Griffin Falk on YouTube. Count it. I mean, the the whole Izzo in March thing is is a really big cliche, excuse me, as I take a drink. But Tom Izzo understands how to work players, and more importantly, referees, as well as anybody in the tournament. Hot, hot, hot. Georgetown. Go Hoya, says Elbow Gatorade. I really love the the pictures going around of Patrick Ewing uh, celebrating with his kids. It's a great story. Um, Patrick Ewing just continuously denied had coaching jobs until he finally got his alma mater at Georgetown. And he's done really, really solid things with him. He's just proved that he belongs in the head coaching ranks in college basketball. 
Belmont won the same amount of games as Gonzaga. What conference is Gonzaga in? Well, they're in the uh, – wait, is Gonzaga not like the Mountain West? I should probably know that. They're not in the Pac-12. I feel like they're in the Mountain West. Somebody should correct me if I have that wrong. I'm uh, I'm blanking at the moment. But your, your point is well taken. Like they're playing St. Mary's in their conference tournament. It just But it's, the competition is not there. Now, I, st- I, feel, I still think Gonzaga is a fantastic team. I think they're fabulous. Um, and I, I – I haven't filled out my bracket yet, but I would tell you right now that I would pick them to win it. Uh, the West Coast Conference. Thank you, Ronnie Sneed. Um, but they're not playing. They're not playing anybody that's got real teeth in the West Coast Conference. We all understand this. All of their all of their tough challenges, Tennessee included, happened before conference play began in this year's uh, college basketball season. Uh, hot the Illini says Lewis Justine. I really like Illinois. I might I might make them that my uh, my championship game. Illinois against Gonzaga. Uh, Tyler Reddick, 29th place, finished today at Phoenix, cooled off in NASCAR. Karen O'Keefe says the Preds continue to cool off. Coach Payton says FSU will be a good watch. Florida State, oh, I, I love Leonard Hamilton. I think Florida State always has really, really good teams under him. They just they find ways to blow it in the tournament that maybe it's just a mental thing. Maybe it's an unfair stigma, and maybe this team is different. I don't know, but they something about Florida State especially after losing to Georgia Tech. What was that? Was that today or last night? I can't remember. I've been watching so much basketball this weekend. But anyway, uh, they are they are definitely competitive, and I think they could make a nice run. Puka says Michigan. Michigan, man, the, the Jawan Howard story is tremendous. I love that for you know programs that still care about the history of college basketball. Who got hot, though? Uh, we'll go to Tennessee. Even in a loss, Eve Pons was fantastic. He was selected to the All-SEC Tournament team. He was tremendous. He, they have started to guide, kind of find their footing. He and John Fulkerson, obviously Fulkerson, getting knocked out against Alabama, or excuse me, against Florida. But Eve Pons deserves all of the all of the adulation that he's receiving right now. I think they're trying to be uh, uh, to be aggressive, you know, and it's a uh, it's a team that scored a lot of points uh, in the paint, and uh, we do a good job of putting it in the paint, putting it in the rim. And I mean, that's, that's what I do. I'm pretty defense. Uh, that's my first job to do on the court. So that's what I did. He's doing his job. He do. He's doing what he's most comfortable doing. He is doing the things that help play winning basketball for Tennessee. He, you know, he hit a, he hit a, a three pointer against Alabama that I was not expecting him to hit. He's not a good three point shooter, but he came up big and it's that fight, that drive and that competitiveness from the seniors, with John Fulkerson including, that you will need. Pons can't do it on his own. This team is lacking without John Fulkerson. They need a big body down low to help with the rebounding, to help clean up the boards, to help with points in the paint. But at this point, I really thought that Pons played very, very well and deserving of his All-SEC Tournament nomination. Pons making a case for a late second-round pick, says Coach Payton. I think that might be a stretch. Um but you never know. I, I I don't know. I shouldn't say you never know. Let me not speak from a place of ignorance, Coach Payton. You may be right. I am not familiar with the entirety of the of the draft class that's declaring yet, so I will not talk down about that. I just he just doesn't strike me as somebody who's draftable, and and that's not that's not just, the shooting is not there. It's you just need to be able you need to be able to shoot. Even if you are a, even if you are a defender, a, a defensive specialist like Pons is in college basketball, you really, really need to be able to shoot more consistently than he does. 
Uh, Juwan wanting to fight the other coach. Love it, says El Boogie 808. Uh, Juwan and uh, what, who's it? Mark Turgeon from Maryland. Yeah, got up all in his face. Started saying, "Listen, I'm from Chicago. We don't play with it. We don't play that noise. We don't make. We don't. We don't play that mess." Okay, and that was a uh, that was something we were all actively rooting on, myself included, while watching the Big Ten tournament this week. What time do they play? Says Jordan Welch. I can find out for you shortly, perhaps, uh, to see what time Tennessee plays Oregon State in the Midwest region. No, that's actually making me fill out my bracket, which I don't want to do yet. Um, I don't want to stall too long, but I don't see it in front of me. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. No, let me, hang on. Let me pull it up here really quick. See if I have an answer for you. Uh, all right. This is not helpful. I'm literally just, oh, it says time TBD. So all that, (laughs) all that for nothing time TBD, uh, on Friday, March 19th. So March 19th is when they played. They don't have a time announced yet for the game. And now I will shut up. Thank you for your participation. As always, you guys have been great. We appreciate you guys bringing it strong. We're going to have another fun week between the primetime show, between the 615 Sessions podcast, between the radio show on 104.5 The Zone, NFL Free Agency, Titans going to be up and rolling. We have a lot to talk about over the course of the next week. Tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. Remember, I'm on from 10 to 1. And if you can't catch the radio show live, Buck, Rising on 104.5 The Zone is where you get the podcast in your favorite podcast app. We will have Voice of the Titans, Mike Keith. We will have John Ledyard, who is the founder of the Draft Network. He now covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Pewter Report, but it's a mock draft Monday, and John knows his stuff. So make sure that you are tuning into 104.5 The Zone between 10 and 1, and also we're going to talk about some college basketball. And we'll keep tabs of all the news for you as well, because remember, the legal tampering period in the NFL begins tomorrow, and we will have a lot to talk about on prime time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I will see you guys tomorrow via on the radio, be it on the primetime show. We're everywhere. Austin and Zach will have you covered in the morning at 8 a.m. For now, fam, enjoy the rest of your night. Support the people who support this show. That's Two Rivers Ford, DraftKings, Sportsbook, Gary Ashton Remax, and Brimac Mechanical because they know, you know, that they will provide to you exceptional customer service because they're not tired yet and neither am i so we'll see you tomorrow and the content continues to roll on